Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. Hiya, Jay. Good afternoon, Ian. Good afternoon, James. Also, it's a very good afternoon to our LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. It's a bit of an average afternoon, I'll have to say, but yeah. Hello, let's Andy. let's not lower the tone. We're back after international football. We're back with the Premier League. Exactly. And we're also back... <laughs> With Christian Walsh, Echo Journalist. Hi, Christian. Hi, Eddie. And seamless that was, wasn't it? Absolutely seamless. It was. Right, James, we'll start with you. Obviously, international football, as we mentioned, it's all over. And, of course, the international jinx has struck again. Sadio Mane out for the foreseeable future, possibly six weeks, but he's definitely out of the game on Saturday against Manchester United. As a blow, is this about the biggest one Liverpool could have had? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can't really sugarcoat it, can you? It's it's massive. Um, you know, since... Mane came to the club. You know, we've all seen just how much his importance and his influence on the team has grown. Um, you know, I think I think the one thing is Liverpool are better equipped to cope without him now than they were last season. I thought, you know, obviously their slump last season coincided with him going to the Africa Cup of Nations, and then towards the back end of the season, Klopp almost had to change the way Liverpool played without him. You know, we acknowledge they just didn't have another another Mane type player. I think. That's not the case now because Mo Salah um, does provide that that pace and ingenuity in in the final third, um, so it puts a lot more pressure on his shoulders. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's probably more of a blow in terms of the amount of time he's going to miss than in particular for this game, um, because I think Klopp has got options. That I'm sure we'll talk about in terms of where he goes with it, but but yeah, certainly that was a a bitter pill to swallow to, to lose him for, for six weeks. Andy, uh, James mentioned Salah. You know, the pressure or the responsibility is more on his shoulders, but let's face it, he couldn't be in a better moment, could he? He's just scored the two goals. that has got his country, Egypt, to the World Cup for the first time since 1990 when you were only 25. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm not even going to rise on that. So, um, yeah, but I mean... I, I agree, but I'm just wondering where where will his head be? I mean, what what an amazing pressure he must. Have. I mean, I couldn't have been able to. Well, this will be easy. This will be this will be easy well, for him. It'll be easy for him compared to taking that penalty in the exactly last minute. I think I put it on Twitter the other day. He's the only man who's going to go into uh, a Liverpool Man United game uh, almost on a on, on a on a downer or on less pressure than he was under. I mean, I think uh, James spoke to an Egyptian journalist yesterday who said, you know, I think. Hundred million Egyptians were just like watching the game, waiting to see, and you know, penalty in the ninety-fifth minute, and to slot it like he did. I mean, fair play to him. Uh, I think they've already named a school somewhere in Egypt after him. Um, the uh, some other players had a street named after him somewhere. They've all been given seventy-five thousand dollars by the president. Uh, which and he's, is, al- he's already got the which, October, November, and December goal of the month. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even scored them yet. Um, the two-yard tap-in that will no doubt uh, <laughs> swoop down and take the award. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see how Salah is. I mean, there is going to be a genuine issue about focus because you know he will have been up in the middle of a maelstrom for a few days following that Egyptian game. He's then got to come out and be Liverpool's main source you would imagine, of creativity uh, against uh, Egypt, potentially with Coutinho on the other side, against Egypt, against Man United. Uh, <laughs> I've got to let me, that one slide. I've lost, yeah. me, I've lost me focus in the manner of uh, Salah. That's what do, international so. football does to you. It does. It's been a long couple of weeks, hasn't it? And uh, you know, and it is a big thing because, as Jay was saying, if you could have said to any Liverpool fan, there's one player going to come back 
uh, injured, going to be out for six weeks, and then of course got to get back to match fitness after that. Um, the one player I would say probably seventy-eight percent would have said the one player they didn't want it to be would be Mane. I mean, Christian, the thing about this, as James has just mentioned before, Liverpool have actually got used to this, haven't they? He wasn't there in January, Mane. He wasn't there for the last six weeks of last season. And, of course, Liverpool since then have strengthened because we've mentioned Salah. But there's another player who we haven't mentioned yet, we will do, and this is exactly the type of situation he's been brought in to help out with, and that's Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. £35 million, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I was a big advocate of him when Liverpool signed him. I thought he was a, a sensible signing. The fee was a bit on the high side, but you know that, that is the market these days. He's had a terrible opening month for Liverpool. I don't think there's any. Do you think he's really been terrible? I don't think he's because... been terrible. I think he's been handled terribly. To be honest, I don't see how a player can necessarily fit into a system and get used and make an impression with five minutes and ten minute cameos off the bench. The longest time he's had in the Premier League for Liverpool. So he had the ninety minutes in the cup against um, Leicester. Leicester. The only the, the longest time he's had on the pitch otherwise in the league for Liverpool is when they had ten men against Manchester City. Mm. So he's not making it and I think he was was he a right back that day? He basically was playing a, a, as an auxiliary, you know, just just keep the score down. I Alex think he was just of, on the pitch to be Exactly. Honest, um he's been given five minutes, he's been given ten minutes. We understand that Jürgen Klopp wants his signings to integrate into the squad, understand his methods, understand how the side press and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. But you pay thirty-five million for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. This is, as you said, this is what he was brought here for. He was signed as a midfielder, so if you push Coutinho into the left-hand side of the front three, you put Salah, keep Salah on the on the right for Mino. That to me, especially with Lallana out as well, it, it's crying out for for a little bit of something different because the problem with the Henderson, Wijnaldum, Chan three is when it works, it's very functional, it's it's very good. But when it doesn't, all it takes is one piece of that three-man jigsaw not to work. And it falls apart for me. Everyone has to be at an 8 out of 10 for that midfield to work. There can be no passengers in that three. Put Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in there for me. Give him an opportunity to show what he can do. And if he doesn't get a chance, not necessarily against Man United, but you know, while Mane is out, then when is he going to get his opportunity? That's my issue. So uh, Liverpool needs to see a lot of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain over these next six weeks, definitely. James, do you want to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, or the Ox as we never call him, do you want to see him starting against Manchester United in that role? Because Andy mentioned that the onus for creativity is going to be on Salah, but obviously Coutinho's available, fit, and he's obviously, you know, OK, he played for Brazil, but you'd have to imagine he's going to be starting along with Firmino. But, you know, Coutinho can do a job out there on the left. Yeah, personally, I hope Oxlade-Chamberlain isn't in the team. I think it would be far too much of a gamble. Um, for a game of this magnitude, I, I agree with Christian. In there. I think, why is it a gamble then? Because well, because, I, because we've seen absolutely nothing from him. But to we know, but, but, but we know what United. he can. But we know what he can do before that. But then, do, but then I'm not sure we do in terms of field. producing it consistently. Yeah, I mean, he was never trusted by Wenger, was he, to play in that area? Um, Are we looking at potentially starting him just straight into the Mane role, wide left? You, yeah. I don't know. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't play there, would he? He wouldn't play that. Well, he, could, he, could do, he could do. I, yeah, think, he, I, I think, think if he's so. going to start this game, that's the only yeah. place he could possibly play. Yeah, that would be less of a risk to play him there. But you still wouldn't put him but there still, anyway. No, 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 I just I feel sorry for him because you know, he's taken a lot of stick and it's you know such early days. And Klopp spoke just before the international break about he, he was actually asked about Salah and how he's managed to kind of surpass expectations so far. 
And he made the comparison. He said, well, the big difference between him and Oxlade-Chamberlain is that one of those new signings had a full pre-season with us. The other one came in right at the end of the window. Um, so, you know, I think you do need to cut him some slack. But and, and he will be important over these six weeks without Mane and he will get opportunities. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing him in this game. I think, and, and again, I agree that the three of Henderson, Wijnaldum, Chan could be too similar and not dynamic enough. But I actually think in this type of game, I think I think against United's three, I think that will match up all right. And then you just bank on your your front three to do the damage. So I would I would I would much be I'd be much happier to see Coutinho on the left of the front three, and and then Chan, who obviously was dropped to the bench. Um, you know he's come back on a high after scoring his first goal for Germany. So I'd like to see him back in the team. Andy, do you think this is a slightly strange situation then? Because obviously Jurgen Klopp spent the money to for this, as we just mentioned, this kind of situation. And now this is the first time it's come about. And this is an England international who's played in the Premier League all his career. And now we're saying, oh, well, we can't really trust him in this big game. Because if you can't trust him in these, these games, when can you trust him? It's all about timing, though. You talk about an England international. This is an England international who came off his last game kicking a, a war ball in frustration after stinking the gaff out. And it wasn't the only one, like No, well, I mean, I can't profess to be an expert on that England performance because I'm afraid I was uh, switching over at regular intervals <laughs> as I think the rest of the nation was and um, look Oxford Chamberlain I, w- I wasn't a big fan of the signing but I don't think I don't think I've seen anything yes or no to say whether I'm, I, was, I was right or wrong to be against it yet because I agree with the lads he hasn't had a chance in a situation to prove what he can do uh, I mean I think there's, he looks like a player who's thinking about it too much and some, I wonder whether Klopp and the coaches maybe are filling his head a little bit with this is how we do things here uh, stuff and tactics and everything else. And maybe you just need to say he's obviously a talented lad and was a you know, very good footballer and has been for years. So whether you, you know, if you were going to start, and that's why I would say you want to start him in that front three, probably you know, on the left, because we know Salah wants to operate from the right. And just say to him, just go and play. That... Whereas if he has to play further back in the midfield, I think that comes with more of the, the, the tactical uh, stuff has to come into it. And that's where I think he may be struggling sort of mentally. So I mean, he might just need a break, though, Ian. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. We all need one at some stage. But there was a late yeah. chance at Newcastle, wasn't it? Yeah, the flying header. If that had gone in, then it would have changed the... the it's interesting you say that about yeah. the, the he needs more discipline being in the midfield role than he does in the, the wide role. Because I actually think it's the other way round. Well, I know what you say. I'm not saying that you can do, but I think it's if you make a mistake in that front three, that that it's less likely to to lead to anything catastrophic than if you potentially yeah. miss a tackle or miss a a marking or whatever further back in the pitch, closer to your goal. And I don't know about anyone else, but I think this this game, you know, if there's going to be more than two goals in it, I'd be astonished. Uh, you, you know the. the I, you can see it being nil nil. You can see a one nil either way. You can see a one all. I can't see anything beyond that really, um, because of the way the game will set up. And it's like boxing, you know, styles make matches. And the style of a Mourinho team against Klopp team we've seen last last couple of games isn't really um, conducive to a you know a, a, a fantastic uh, um, footballing display from from either team really. I mean, Christine, you mentioned, Andy mentions then about Mourinho. Do you think he will just come and park the proverbial bus again? Or do you think he sees this as an opportunity to 
you know, to basically get one over Liverpool because this is a Liverpool team that's struggling to perform a little bit, a defence that isn't particularly sound. And they've got United who just seem to be scoring goals for fun. Admittedly, they haven't played anybody of note yet. And no. they do have one or two injuries themselves. No, I don't think so because I think Mourinho is experienced enough to know and, and savvy enough to know that you don't have to go gung-ho against Liverpool to fashion out chances. I think that there's no need for the the compromise there of we've got to go go on the front foot straight away if we want to break this Liverpool defence down. They know that if they sit deep, they they go narrow, force Liverpool out wide to fling crosses into Firmino. They'll they'll mop them up all day, Bailey and um, and Jones, and then all it will take is a, is a mistake from Matip Lovren or just the structure in general, as we saw against Newcastle, as we saw against Burnley. <laughs> As we saw against Watford yeah. and so and so yeah. and so on, and Mourinho knows that his side don't have to sacrifice their their defensive shape or their general. Because let's face it, the, the way they said that you know it's it, it's it's proven in, in in big games really for them. Um, certainly Mourinho, maybe not necessarily Manchester United under Mourinho, but it worked for them at Anfield last season with the nil nil. I say Liverpool were, were were far more stronger defensively then. Um, I think they look a lot more fragile now, both in terms of shape and setup, and I think individually, there's a few, you know, because he's rotating the back four a fair bit. You know, the, the midfield's not quite functioning as it should be. So I think you're going to see exactly the same Mourinho performance that you normally see at Anfield, uh, but probably with a few more chances for Man United. Mm. Is, is you can hear his team talk in the dressing room already, and he'd be in all their faces just going right. Win a free kick. You know the plan. <laughs> Absolutely solid. You'd probably say it wouldn't surprise me if he's got man marking rule for somebody on Herrera or someone, to, you know, on Coutinho or something. Uh, if he plays midfield and um, you get him told and said, just be solid and you'll get your chance. You will get your chance. Christian said, you just need to take it. We can leave here with the points. Now, it's very easy to say be solid. Liverpool have to make it very difficult for United to be solid and hopefully with you know a, a raucous crowd. Um, half 12 kickoff it though, is half 12 age, which is, it's it shouldn't matter against Man United and I know it, it can do but if Liverpool can start on the front foot it won't matter and um, yeah, Liverpool have the players that can go and be, be, a, be a threat uh, they're, they're missing maybe their biggest threat but we do have a Coutinho who's been in, in cracking form and keeps scoring tremendous goals and Liverpool just haven't made the most of them yet you have to mm. remember that Liverpool for me have got the best player on the pitch Still, even with Mane out, they've got Phil Coutinho. For me, he's still better than any any player that Manchester United put out on that pitch. Better than Mkhitaryan, better than Lukaku. Lukaku might be a bit more effective, but he's certainly not a, a, a better player all round or as influential as Coutinho. So, you know, while there are concerns, and, and there will be certainly on Saturday in the crowd of oh, Man United, they're going to nick one on the break or they're going to just defend, get a free kick and then score one from a set-piece. More fool Manchester United, they feel that that, that, that game plan is, is, is foolproof because Liverpool have got the players who can break down defences. Even though we've seen that they've struggled against that sort of side in the past, all it takes is an early goal and it opens the game up and then it could be a really interesting afternoon. I mean, the stereotypical view for this game, James, could be risky football of Liverpool against the no-risk football of, of Mourinho, but it probably won't be quite so simple because you mentioned the midfield and that that's like a if Liverpool do play the Wijnaldum, Henderson and Chan trio in midfield that's like a safety first isn't it 
Yeah. As I, safety as does it get for Liverpool anyway. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's probably as safety as it gets for Klopp. Yeah, I think I think I'd, I'd imagine that would be the way he would go. I don't, I don't think, you know, although he gets accused of, of being too gung-ho, you know, I, I can't see him. I think to go with Coutinho as one of the three and then a front three on top of that, which he could do, obviously. You know, Sturridge started at St James's but struggled. Firmino had struggled before that. You'd expect him to come back in, but then you've got the question mark over all the travelling that he's had to do in the in the last 10 days. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it'll be... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure Liverpool will look to dominate early on, to, to set the tone... As Christian said, if you know if you get the first goal, it just changes everything. You know that was the the issue last season in that game. They didn't didn't get the first goal, and then the, you know the longer it stays nil nil, um, you know that's when the anxiety levels creep in a bit. And you know United could even have nicked it last season, couldn't they? With the I think it was Ibrahimovic who, yeah. who had the chance. Um, so you know I think I think that'll be I I think Mourinho will still go that way, um, and then Klopp will be you know it would. I think I think what gives me hope is is you know if you take the second half at Newcastle aside, Liverpool have actually been playing really well in general. You know they've been undone by painfully familiar failings at both ends in terms of not being clinical enough and giving away soft goals. But in, in actual fact, you know they have been carving out decent opportunities. And, and what was it? Only seven weeks ago since they absolutely demolished Arsenal. So I, I don't go in. Although although United are certainly in the much better form, you know I don't. I don't go into this game with a sense of trepidation. I mean, there's some statistic that's been knocking around. I think United have only been behind Andy this season in the Premier League for I think it's two or three minutes, which kind of suggests you suggests what kind of an easier ride they've had compared to the other teams near the top. Yeah, they've they've made the most of it though, haven't they? There's, there's, if you look at the teams they've played, loads of those teams can cause you problems if you're not at your best, and indeed caused. I think Mourinho said this week. If you look at some of the teams. I think three of the sides that they've beaten, and forgive me, I don't, can't remember them off the top of my head, but I think um, were teams that they didn't beat at Old Trafford last season. So those were games that were draws or defeats at home that they turned into wins. So that's an improved side. I don't think anyone doubts that this side is better than it was, principally by you know just by throwing in a guy who's going to get you a lot of goals, and that that always helps football teams. Um, so keeping Lukaku quiet is going to be crucial for Liverpool. We know. You know, Liverpool have had, uh, you, you know, Lovren had a had a great game against him in the last derby, but, you know, Lukaku had a, an Everton side, which was absolutely idealist behind him that time. Um, and it's going to be different this time, but I think we know that Lukaku is probably going to be starved of service for a lot of the game. If the game plays out the way we think, which is Mourinho in, in sort of, very much in defensive mode. Lukaku's going to be asked to probably pick up scraps and feed off it, and then when the chance comes, as it almost certainly will come, that he can take it. And the hope for Liverpool will be that they will either have scored themselves one or two by then, or that when the chance comes for Lukaku, that uh, that he that he doesn't take it or uh, or Mignolet saves it. I mean, what I found interesting with Lukaku is having watched Everton a lot last season. Christian, you're the same. Is that a lot of his goals for Everton were through ball pace, gets past the player, puts it in. But for United, they've all been, almost all of them have been, you know, old school striker, snaffling the chance, you know, inside the six yard box. It's been goals like that. Because he's getting a chance to create it for him rather than and having to I believe you have himself. a statistic that you believe may or may not be true. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I received an anonymous text from a, from a well wisher. 
who said um, <laughs> apparently Lukaku's only ever had four shots against Liverpool at Anfield in an Everton shirt. Would you imagine he may have that many on Saturday in yeah, one game? It, it's possible. It's, it's it, certainly it? possible. I think what that shows as well about Lukaku is at Manchester United is that they're creating good chances for him. A lot of a lot of goals at Everton were created out of nothing. You know, a, 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 a punch up field where he just stout muscles the the defender and and, and scores a good goal. Whereas here they're putting them on a place. Now one of the big problems for me for Liverpool this season defensively is that they're not just conceding good uh, chances, but they're conceding good chances. You think about some of the locations where shots are coming in from. And the, the the plum opportunities for the opposition that these aren't you know twenty five yard screamers that are that are flying in. You think about them, you know Shinji Okazaki basically. I know it was a foul, but he taps in from a yard. Uh, Jamie Vardy nods in from what two yards out on marks. Hosselu is is one on one with the goalkeeper, and even though he didn't really want to score, he scored. <laughs> Aguero clean through. Aguero yeah. clean through. Jesus. All of these chances. It's not that teams aren't having to work for them. That's the concern when it comes to Lukaku, I think, and, and Liverpool in general defensively, is that Manchester United are, are creating these chances in the six-yard box, and they're the type of chances Liverpool conceding a lot of this season. They've got to stop that. How are we viewing this game overall, James, in terms of the context of the season? Because you know it'll get, it always gets built up these games, and from United's point of view, this will be like this is our first real test. What is it for Liverpool? I think it's certainly a bigger game for Liverpool than I think it is for United. Really? I think, yeah, because I think I think Mourinho would. Probably, probably take a draw now. I'm not sure whether Klopp would take a draw if you asked him now. Because I think, but it it does feel big because I think you know you, for all the doom and gloom that's attached itself to Liverpool's season, I think you know you win on Saturday, and you know and suddenly the whole mood is transformed and you're within four points of United. Um, you know you go to Maribor on a high. Suddenly you know you go into back-to-back Champions League games against the Slovenians, knowing that you've got a real chance to. To wrestle control of the group, um, to lose to United on Saturday, well, the gap's ten points. You know, and I think you can effectively wave goodbye to to, to challenge him for the title this season. I think because you know, te- a ten point gap in the middle of October is going to take only eight games though. It's going to yeah, but I, I still think it's. I, I just don't see the top sides. I think City and, and, I, and obviously it is early days, but from what we've seen so far, I, I don't think they'll be dropping a huge amount of points this season. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, I personally, I don't think a draw wouldn't be. I think I think a draw would be more than acceptable. But you know, this is just a massive opportunity for Liverpool to suddenly to to lift all that negativity. And and for those players who have taken a lot of stick, you know, the likes of Lovren, the likes of Matip, you know, Henderson, people like that that have that, that have, have found themselves really under the spotlight because of the setbacks of the last month or so. You know, this is their chance to, to shut people up and, and, and prove that Liverpool are going to be a, a major force this season. I think you've almost got to look at the next seven days in isolation. Tottenham, uh, with Tottenham and Matterport as well. Yeah. I think Liverpool need, at the very least, two wins and a draw from those three games. I'd say, I'd argue that they definitely need a win against Matterport. And then you need four points from, from Manchester United yeah. and Tottenham. I don't know which way round they come, but that's what Liverpool need. Because if Liverpool lose against Manchester United on Saturday, they're going to Wembley and the feet there is almost catastrophic. You know, again, it's only it's early days, and there's a lot a lot of football to be played. But you're looking at ten games, and it's you know it's a, it's been a really really bad start for Liverpool. If they lose the next two. 
Now, Andy, last week when we spoke, you were desperate to mention United a couple of times when we were doing the pods, and you said it's nailed on that Fellaini will be in the starting lineup, and you were right, except the fact he's now injured. So, how, yeah. much, of, how much of a bonus is that for Liverpool? Because we all agreed, you know, he was, he was going to be the first name on the team sheet. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a big bonus, and I've met, I think, last season in the pods, Jonesy and I occasionally clashed on the fact that I, I think Fellaini was. Um, there was a point where he was say a laughing stock at Manchester United, and I, and I always felt that he was a very effective player. And for however limited he is, he was very effective in the the role they were asking him to do. And he's been massively effective this season. I think you know he even started to add a few more goals to his game. And the way Mourinho would have wanted to play the game in an ideal scenario, he was crucial in that setup. Uh, he'll now go, we think most likely, uh, with what Herrera, Mata, and uh, who Mat- else? Matic. Uh, and, and Matic will be in that midfield so it's still a sort of combative midfield like not a huge amount of creativity in their bar matter you would say smaller midfield as well though smaller Pogba yeah. and Fellaini yeah. are being misses in that respect as well because even Carrick's yeah. quite tall yeah because one of the big things is of course that Liverpool's you know when Klopp sort of talks about we've, we've, we've actually defended well for long periods and given they have it's generally been, a lot of the time it's been set pieces that let them down so yeah. um, if you've got a situation where um, Fellaini will always be a threat at set pieces and he'll always be uh, a good defensive player for them at set pieces as well because you could imagine that Liverpool could get a few corners on Saturday because if they hopefully you know, have more possession than United which I think they will do um, so uh, there's a, there's, there could be opportunities there uh, as well so I think it is a big look, it's nowhere near the miss I don't think of, of Liverpool missing Mane of course and of course the big thing, as James said, it's not just this game. You get this game out there, and you're thinking going to top, you know, Tottenham next week. The wide open spaces of Wembley. You're thinking Sadio Mane. I'd love to see him on those, um, and you're going to miss him again. And then, you know, we we published the nine or ten games that he's going to miss. Some big games, and you know, it is going to. It also puts pressure onto the squad, and we're going to probably see players. I, I expect we'll see some Ben Woodburn, which we maybe weren't going to, because I think Klopp's going to look at his. The way the games fall, and he's going to need some of his fringier players to step up uh, in in those areas. And of course, Woodburn plays in precisely the place that Mane does. A very different player, you know, doesn't have anywhere near Mane's pace, but is is a good player and uh, however inexperienced. So we are going to start to see the squad, not least as Christian was talking about with Oxley Chamberlain. And um, you know, I'm, I'd love to see something happen for Oxley Chamberlain. Something, you know. Just get a little bit of luck that can kickstart him because, however sceptical various people were about his arrival, there's no doubt that he's a good footballer and it's it's not great at the moment to see a good footballer be on you know really struggle. We've seen a lot of these games at Anfield and these are ones where the crowd tends to be really into it, Christian. But when things go a bit wrong, they can get really edgy really quickly, and you fear that that's, the fans are going to have to stay patient in this one. Bear in mind, the last game, the last time they played United at Anfield, it was nil-nil. I, I can see Klopp offering out some of the main stand against them. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, 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 it could be one of them. If it's, if it's nil-nil or even if United, you know, they're going into the last that half hour with a, with a one-nil deficit. Anfield, Anfield, at that point, it's, it's, it's not a nice place to be at the, at the best of times at that moment. But against Manchester United, there's going to be a lot of threat and 
There's going to be a lot of. Why is uh, it the other way around then? If you're nil-nil against this team that's top of the league and apparently is going to win everything, and you've got them in a position where with 20 minutes to go you can still beat them, why fret? People last 25 years have just preconditioned the crowd, haven't they, to, to expect the worst when it comes to yeah. certainly Premier League. It's, it's just also they've, they've seen this script many times before. How many times under Alex Ferguson? I think especially under Benitez, where you know tight nil-nil and then. John O'Shea, John O'Shea, Carlos Tevez, those type of games where it's just the Wayne Rooney, you know, just those one nil United. So I think the, the the crowd are going to be very guarded. Yes, the, you know, in an ideal world they'll they'll roll Liverpool to to an emphatic victory, but I don't think the kickoff time will help. Uh, no one will be nearly as as lubricated as they could be. Um, don't underestimate them. No, no, no. I, you know, but, but, I, but, I, but I the tempo, the, the the tempo on the pitch will reflect. You know. It's, it's got to be a two-way street here that Liverpool can't do absolutely sod all on, on the pitch and then expect the crowd to still be rousing them. It's got to be a two-way street. The crowd have got to take from the players and the players have got to take from the crowd. I, I think, Bob, we've got to look at it. Think if you were going to Old Trafford, you'd be going there thinking, you know, this, this is going to be a really nervy 90 minutes because the crowd will be on the ref and, and all these things. There's going to be... You're going to have to defend a lot of set pieces and all those things. And you go there, and we've got to flip that and go, they're coming to Anfield. We've got our crowd behind us to get on top of referees and uh, Mr Atkinson. Well, I'm glad the, you mentioned The joy that yeah. he is. And, um, and, 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 and to push our players on to, to a big result. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling we need to make more of the Anfield factor and, and I'm really hoping that the crowd does that. Are we fussed about the ref, James? Uh, a team which made of referees in games like this until they sent someone off for no reason. <laughs> uh, ask me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I think there'd have been a lot of moans and groans regardless of whoever got given this game. Even Jürgen Klopp. He's <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those. He's yeah. the ref, Jürgen Klopp. Oh, not yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every was it every Monday when the appointments come out? You, I mean, you, if you tweet it out, you can guarantee that <laughs> the first four or five comments will be uh, less than less than kind. So, no, I mean. It would be interesting, obviously, both managers doing their press conferences aren't they, on, on Friday afternoon. And um, it'd be interesting to see what Mourinho has in store. I and mean, obviously, he got himself in trouble, didn't he, last year ahead of this fixture when he, um, when he spoke about Andrew Taylor, uh, Anthony Taylor, even. Um, it was him, wasn't it, who was in charge of yeah. the, the game at Anfield. And, uh, and obviously, spoke about him needing to be strong, didn't he? And, and obviously, you're not allowed to talk about refs. I think he ended up getting a, a slap across the wrist. So I'm sure there'll be a. A few mind games ahead of this one as well, but you know, hopefully we won't be talking about the referee afterwards because you, know, you, you don't want to win because of him and you certainly don't want to get lose because of him. Right, then let's go to picking Liverpool's team then. I mean, we, we, watch, we start with the goalkeeper. Who do we think? Oh, no Midgley. question. Can you imagine Carriers 70 minutes in having a little, <laughs> a little mess around with the ball on the edge of his <laughs> crew? That, that edginess might just be in just uh, Mignolet, first name on the team sheet. Centre backs? Lovren Matip has to be. Yeah, unquestionably. Uh, we, we know they've had problems, but they're the best two. Yeah. Right back. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. So, how do you reckon it could be Trent? I think I would go with Gomez. I'd go just, with Gomez. Just because I think physically stronger. Yeah. Um, okay, probably maybe doesn't offer as much going forward, but I, I think I'd just take a bit more physicality in this one. I go with Trent. I think Mourinho would be more worried about seeing Trent on the team sheet in terms of what he could potentially bring than, than Gomez. Though I appreciate the extra height 
that, that Gomez would bring in terms of set pieces. But so start, think, start with Trent and bring Gomez on if it's going a bit wrong or the other way around. I, I think, look, Trent had, remember, he had his Premier League debut at Old Trafford last season, didn't he, against United? He did. And, he, and he had a couple of wobbly moments, but generally had a good game. And it'd be nice to see him given the chance at, uh, at uh, Anfield as well. So um, I, I'm going to give me casting vote there to Trent. It's too all, but casting. I think you'll find it. I, I'm having <laughs> to vote here. And I. I think it'll be Trent, to be honest. So Trent's going right back. Left back then. Right, well, I wrote a piece then. It should be Milner. I know that uh, loads of people... James is shaking my head like Actually, I've I've got changed my mind on that. I want Milner at right back. <laughs> like, he's got to be in the team. So I can't believe he gets overlooked when we talk about the midfield because, as James has written, you know, Jurgen Klopp has said he's a central midfielder. It's like having a new signing, I think is what he said. But, well, why, 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 is he, why, is he, why isn't he playing then? But he's not getting in ahead of... He's not, he's not a better option, I don't think, than, than Chan, Wijnaldum or Henderson. He's a more defensive option, though. Yeah, but I'm not sure that is really what that midfield is is lacking. Um, no, Milner's not in my team. I'd have Moreno at left back. Moreno. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think Milner had a good season at left back. We, I wanted us to move forward, but we are where we are. Moreno hasn't been too bad. Robertson's been decent, I think. I don't quite understand why he's been left out for Moreno on occasions, but. I think solidity is what that back four lacks, and Milner is more solid than either of them. That's why I'd put him there. But I know, I, you know, I don't think we're going to see him there. No, I think I think it'll be Moreno, and I've been outvoted for Milner. So we've got Mignolet, Moreno, Trent, Matip, and Lovren midfield. Is it the midfield we mentioned earlier? The three of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will be. I don't Unless, think it should be going forward while Manny's out, but for, for that game, yes. Unless he decides to bring Coutinho back, but I think Coutinho. Coutinho oh, back bring you back midfield, yeah. 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 But um, no, I think I think we will see. As long as um, Wijnaldum didn't train fully today and was in a recovery session, as long as he comes through that session, I would imagine it will be Wijnaldum, Chan and Henderson. And up front, are we with the three that are left? Has to be. Has to be Coutinho on the left, Firmino in central and Salah on the right. Yeah, yeah. and it would be, yeah. be a really great game for Roberto Firmino to find his um, vibe again, wouldn't it? He's just yeah. fallen falling away for yeah. a few weeks hopefully that trip to Brazil he only came on for sort of last few minutes replacing Coutinho after 87 I think so hopefully he had a nice trip home you know Brazil putting a good performance buzzing off that and hopefully he can just get his mojo back a little bit for me you know because he's a hell of a player when he's on form but Str- we haven't seen a lot of strong bench though won't he you'll have the likes of Milner Sturridge. and Sturridge and Woodburn and Solanke yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of options there final question then um, what's going to happen Andy, I'll start with Christian. Uh, well, you, you asked me this because you know what I was saying in the office a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know what you were saying in the office, but please tell us. I, I, I've got this funny feeling in my oh, It's stomach. not going to be a routine 3-0 win for Liverpool, is it? No, no, no. Is it 8-0? No no, 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 no. Somewhere in the middle. I can see a, 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 an absolutely crazy 4 or 5 nil to Liverpool. Get the point on the, t- on the table, right? Right, okay, right. Five minutes okay. In. There we go, right. He's, right. He's, he's, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Philippe Albert yeah. and all that. Man United yeah. went into that game in great form, having, you know, turned over every every low ranking side in the Premier League, came up against an attack and squashable and Newcastle side and got turned over 5 0. 
And then won the double. And then won as well. Yeah. yeah not so we can expect a so, nice, delicate so, chip from yeah. Dejan Lovren. <laughs> hey, Desainer scored against United. Yeah. Um, so Christian's finally... I usually get accused of being too optimistic. I'm not sure I can beat that. <laughs> so, if you do, <laughs> James, um, I won't ask you yet, okay. uh, because I don't want to ruin it. Uh, Andrew? <laughs> I was on the build-up act, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I've got a mango as well. I, I, can, uh, I really hope Christian's right. Um, but the most obvious way of this game playing out is a very, very tight game. Um, I can see it being a draw, most likely, but if a side will pinch it, I think it'll be Liverpool. I think it'll be the other way around. I think it's 2-1 to United. James? One each. One, one, one goal each. One goal each, yeah. One goal each in each half, yes. Yeah, Liverpool 2-1 up and United to equalise. So that's one all. 2-1 to United, says me. Andy reckons yeah. one all or two one Liverpool and thirty one nil to Liverpool. <laughs> Christian, uh, join us next week where we will look back at how Christy Walsh was right and he has the last laugh on everybody. Cheerio.